See if I can read something about this. White wine. That's that's what the whole thing says. White. 2017. Italy. 12%. Is this helpful to anybody <laughs> out there? Does anybody care? This cork. So yeah. we got a corkscrew for Christmas, right? From my yeah, brother? From your brother. Because I told my family that I was going to start a podcast about wine and books and anything they could give me for a podcast about wine and books was fair game for Christmas this year. So for Christmas, we got a corkscrew. So for Christmas, I got a corkscrew from my brother and um, it's this really fancy like wooden corkscrew. Um, It's beautiful. It's from Italy. It's just a little hard to use. Probably because it's actually good and we just don't know it. Boom. She's amazing. She's Wonder Woman. All right. I'm Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh. 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 Um, In my blog post about Wonder Wonder Woman. Yeah. um, About this book. Uh Uh-huh. I 
put what we actually decided we were. Yeah, I read it, and it was like, keep that in mind. For the future. I love that. So the book. Do you want to do a quick summary for the people who didn't read it? Um, so The Secret History of Wonder Woman, I thought was going to be, like, about Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and it kind of was, is. but it's also more about the guy who created Wonder Woman and the secrets of his family. Yeah, it's like, here's a secret of, you know, here's a history of Wonder Woman. Now, to start this, we have to go back to the dinosaurs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you know that one friend who tells stories and has to give you the entire background? That's me. Hi. Hello. Yeah, but, like, times it by five million because <laughs> I feel background's important, but, like, wow. We went yeah, back. we went back. We went back there. before his birth. Yeah, we did. We went back to, like, the big, like, Olive Byrne's birth. And you didn't even know who Olive Byrne was at the time. No, so I wrote that down, actually, that I, I liked the way it was, um written it was like hi i'm gonna introduce this person and then i'm gonna introduce this person and then 40 pages later you're gonna see why they're connected and i'm like oh okay. I, I literally i have a note um under so my sections this week are women's rights mm-hmm. marston and his wives wives plural yeah um general and do we like marston Question mark, I'm question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Very excited to speak about <laughs> that, but let's save that till the um, end. So, but under Marston and his wives, I do have one that from page 109. Olive Byrne took Marston's class. Woo! I love when things start coming together. Right? You're like, oh, okay, 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 uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, this is a book about, like, the guy who created Wonder Woman mm-hmm. um, and his secrets because yeah, his the, whole life yeah these were secrets until after his death until his wife was very old and his children were grown and married and, and honestly they it only, finally figured it out it actually only came out and i don't know if you knew this because it might have been part of the afterward that was not in your book right. but um they only found out because one of his son's wives was like i want to know about your family yeah history. no i did read that part it yeah, was in the okay. epilogue Oh, okay, okay. They go further into it. And oh, do they? they, like, give the whole letter that she wrote explaining oh, the whole thing. Oh, I want to read that. Okay, give yeah. it to me later. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, the last the, the last thing is, like, we're never speaking of this ever again mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, I'll like, tell you, but we're never speaking of it again. I'll tell you, but you never speak of it again. And, like, fair. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power. Yeah. So, um, that's basically it. Um, so it goes into a lot of not just, like, his family, but also the women's rights movement, mm-hmm. the suffragettes, mm-hmm. the... Suffragists? Press suffrage? Women's suffrage? The sufferers! <laughs> That's the suffer- not right. Um, uh, we go into the beginning with the birth control. Yeah, birth control. Margaret Sanger is actually in it quite well, a lot. Which I'm, I love it. She's, I mean, a badass and a personal hero always. You think that's enough of a summary? Yeah, listen, it's the history the of actual Wonder Woman. Like, what else do you need? Um, I'll read you the gist of the back. She's the most popular female superhero of all time. She's lasted the longest and commanded the most vast and wildly passionate following, aside from Superman and Batman. Um, She also has a secret identity and a secret history. Um, Basically, Wonder Woman's story provides the missing link link, in the history of the struggle for women's rights, a chain of events that begins with the women's suffrage campaigns of the early 1900s and ends with the troubled place of uh, feminism a century later. So, my copy also had an afterword. Um, Jackie's did not. So, I'll give maybe some thoughts on that, but probably not a lot of them because we can't really discuss. So, sorry. You want to tell them 
We already told them what we're drinking, right? Yeah, the water bottle of wine. Yeah, Voga, Voga Italia. Italia. Pinot Grigio. Yeah, because it's a crisp white because it's nonfiction. Super easy. There you go. Tannins and tomes and we move And moving seasons. on. Woo! Ready for quotes Ready corner? Ready for quotes corner. How many do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh. twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I have fourteen, but I'm sure I could pare it down. I have eleven. Okay, I can pare it down. Yeah. Um, My first... You go first. You give like two or three, okay. and then we'll like switch off. My first one is on XIII. I also have that one. Great. Superheroes who are supposed to be better than everyone else are excellent at clobbering people. They're lousy at fighting for equality. Mm. And I wanted to discuss that because that's not, that's not, you watch superhero movies, it's like, wow, y'all are great. Thanks for being the literal superheroes. And that's not what this is saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, most superhero movies, in my opinion, don't necessarily say that the, the super people are <laughs> um, fighting for equality. They're just fighting to save people, you know? It's interesting. I thought there was a lot of play on the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. in this book. That's actually one of the points I wanted to talk about a little later. Um, but I definitely think that, like, superheroes... It's like Deadpool. Like, I feel like Deadpool's almost the most, like, realistic superhero. And he's not even a superhero. And he doesn't even call himself a superhero. Right. Because, I'm not a hero. Yeah. But, like... Well, I'll give you a little bit of the context of okay. this, too. It says... Feminism made Wonder Woman. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, is that your... Go ahead. You want to tell, tell us what the context my is? My quote is, feminism made Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman remade feminism, which hasn't been altogether good for feminism. And then next part is my quote, so put those together. I think it teeters... I think it's supposed think it's to be talking about... I the, the same difference. section, but, like, different parts. I think it's talking about people who get confused between feminism and I'm anti-man. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I really have to explain to you the difference, don't be my friend, I guess. It's not, yeah, feminism, the way I explain it to people who are like, well, if you fight for equality, why don't you call it equalism? Because femin- or f- women are not equal to men. Women are the, you know, like, it's the same reason the Black Lives Matter It's not exists. all lives matter. It's not all lives matter. Because, yes, all lives matter, but right now, black lives are valued under white lives. And, right. You know, so clearly. Like, yes. And... It, the same thing with feminism. Like, yes, everybody should be equal, but right now, women are less equal than then, men. now, probably in the future, because we suck at moving forward. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> page 228. God, Wonder Woman as president is almost a wet dream with this damn Cheeto in office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my notes on this book are so fucking funny, Jackie. Uh, They're so funny. <laughs> uh, I think it's, I actually, I also had a quote. What are you looking for? looking for when I'm talking about there will be a, a female president in 1940. Believe oh, me. I have that. In, on November 10th, 1937, Marston held a press conference and issued a pre, uh, prediction. Women would one day rule the world. The story was picked up by the Associated Press, wired across the continent, and printed in newspapers from Topeka to Tallahassee. Um, idea had not, hardly come from nowhere. Betty Boop ran for president in a film ran, released in 1932. Um, what chapter is that? 21. The women of America could convert this country to a matriarchy if they wanted to assert their power, a lawyer named Lillian D. Rock told reporters in 1935, the year she founded the League for a Woman President and Vice President. She wasn't talking about a a thousand years distant. A woman would be elected President of the United States within 20 years, Rock said. I'm certain of it. These, after all, were the days of Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, I, on this page, I wrote, I dare Lillian Rock to say that to Hillary Clinton. And then, uh, <laughs> on the next page, when she says, um, 
a female American president might be 20 years away, Rock thought, but she expected Americans to elect a woman vice president by 1936 That's the or 1940. And I said, whoops, and tell this bit to Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, I put, I just put, super rock. <laughs> yeah. Tell this bit to Sarah Palin. Super rock. Um, yeah, I... I had something similar to that as well on page 94. It says, it will be hard to make the youth of 1967 believe that in 1917, a woman was imprisoned for doing what Mrs. Byrne did. Yeah. Um, and then my, my, my comments were, bitch, it's 2019 and we still have egg throwers outside of Planned Parenthood. I know. Um, I did not know the origins of Planned Parenthood. No. That was in this book and I thought that was cool. Oh, I'm really glad you got to read it. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in, my, in one of my classes in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I, I actually really did enjoy it. I did a paper on it. I had no idea. I yeah. thought it was really cool. Um, okay, my next quote. Yes. Page seven. To leave the dead wholly dead is rude, he pointed out quite reasonably. <laughs> I also have a quote on page seven. <laughs> Mine's like the end of a quote. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. So I made arrangements to procure some hydrochloric acid from a chemist friend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, this book basically starts out by saying the, the creator of Wonder Woman wanted to kill himself his freshman year of college. Yeah, he was, like, fascinated with suicide. He was like, if I can't be perfect, what's the fucking point? And, like, let's talk about that for a quick second. Because <laughs> there are so many points. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, but he also, he took, like, philosophy, and philosophers just, like, listen. You get so listen. meta in philosophy. Like, it's... There's value in philosophy and thinking outside the box and... It's, questioning everything and going meta but like at a certain point I think you just need to smoke some weed <laughs> and chill out yeah yeah they get so like I don't know I I enjoyed my philosophy classes to a point and then I was like my brain hurts like yeah I mean it's, it's, it's like one thing to question why you believe in certain things it's another to question if like if racial inequality is real yes shut the fuck up and we're not gonna question it like yeah that's, that's where philosophy loses me. I have a quote that might spark some questions. I'm ready. Um, page 44. Oh, I didn't write anything. I wrote, I wrote down the quote, no such thing as your own name. And I said, let's talk about names. Um, I believe in this. What's in a name? It's when, when Sadie Holloway is marrying Marston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he makes her change her first name to Betty. She yes. starts going by Betty instead of Sadie. Yes. And he forces her to take his last name. So she went, goes from being Sadie Holloway to being Betty Marston. So Marston is the creator of Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. And Holloway is his wife. Yes. Yeah. That might get confusing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, they, they, the names that are given in this book are wild. Even the nicknames have nothing to do with the, like, my yeah. name's Jacqueline. I go by Jackie. Duh. Yeah, I'm Christina. I go by Chrissy. Right. You have these people like, I I don't remember who this. Maybe it was, I don't. You have someone going as Yaya, which is like Greek for grandma, so that's confusing. Yeah. So you have someone going as Nipsey. I don't. Dots. Yeah. Ke- it had Keats. 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 Keats and dots. Keats and Dotty. No Dottie? dots. It's dots. dots. Damn. It just didn't make any sense. But anyway, and, back and, to your question. Because it was like docile and then docile turned dots right which is that we can talk about that too yeah jesus Um, yeah okay so i'm curious like your opinion on women taking their husband's names i love it let's do it so um okay it i think that objectively speaking Mm -hmm. and like 
not that this is a good thing or a bad thing. It just is what it is. It's historically taking property. It's what it is. You're mm. renaming yourself as your husband's property. Mm. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's your husband. I didn't know that's where the origins came from. Yeah. Like, of taking your husband's name. Yeah. It's so that, like, this is this is Mark and I'm his wife. It's not I'm Anne, I'm his wife. Mm. Well, first of all, that just came from Parks and Rec, which is wild. Um, <laughs> but I personally do your thing. I don't give a shit what you do. I'm back and forth with it. I like... I'm not a fan of tradition, but I am a hopeless romantic. Mm -hmm. So that, like, white wedding, taking your name, going to the paper, is, like, fascinating to me. And, like, that's fun. But at a certain point, too, like, I love my last name. It's me. I don't think any last name would fit me better than my last name. And then also just on a practical note, if I'm getting my PhD, I got the PhD. My husband didn't. Yeah. And I agree with that. And also, I mean, for me, it's, like, I've thought of both. Like, like keeping my last name, hyphenating, hyphenating my last name, or just taking his last name completely. And, like, but as a writer, my byline matters, mm-hmm. you know? If people start to know me as Chrissy Schreiber, they're not going to recognize me with a new last name, so maybe it's... My favorite is when the two partners decide on a completely new name. They both ditch their old name and they choose a new one. I had, um... My friends I, I, in high school, um, they dated in high school and got married, and they both ditched their last names and went with a brand new one they decided on together. That's and cute. I thought that was a really cute, like, this is a milestone, and it's not one or the other, and we're doing this together, and it's like, we decide on it and came up with it, and I think it means more. Because I, I, don't, like really, that, I don't really care about bloodlines. Like, that doesn't do. matter to me. Yeah, see, I care not necessarily about bloodlines, but, like, the fact that I feel like giving up my last name would be, like, abandoning my family almost. And because my family is, like, family is one of my highest values. I value family over pretty much anything else. And I know that about myself. So, like, family is important to me. And the idea of just, like, ditching the name Schreiber, like, makes me sad. I just... I get that. But I think it just... For me, if I'm basing my entire relationship on what someone calls me... It's, it's about your relationship with them. It's not about what other people read. Because to me, it's like you're starting your own family. So I like the idea of, like, a new name. But mm-hmm. also, I don't want to ditch my old family. So it's like, I think a hyphenated name is the best So you could always honor them in a different way. Like, I like what my sister did. My sister got rid of her middle name and made Schreiber her middle name. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. My name is already too, way too damn long. I will not be hyphenating it. No. Jacqueline Berkeley. Jacqueline, Diane, something Berkeley. Too much. Yeah. I mean, but Christina I like, Elizabeth Schreiber. I like my middle name, whatever. though, because I was I was named after my dad's mom, who I never met. Yeah. So, like, that's more important to me than keeping my last name. Yeah. Mainly because, I mean, if you take, if you go the bloodlines way, I have a million Berkeley, male Berkeleys that will marry and be fine. Yeah. And then if you go the family way, I'm going to make my own family. It's a new chapter. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where, like, that's one of the... That's one of the things I just really don't care what other people do. Do what you want to do. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, okay, what's your next quote? Um, my next quote that I'm actually going to say oh, is on page 60. Okay. I don't have anything on that. Page. God, missus, there ain't a man on earth worth a foot in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Translation, men ain't shit. <laughs> next quote. Next quote. I don't need to explain that one. I have a pretty wild sentence. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I no, do. No, actually, you have more quotes than me. Can oh, we do another one? Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know what 
I didn't write the page number on this because I'm dumb. Love is stronger than force. Mm, I like that. It kind of ties in with, Oh, like, I have that. Page oh, 103. Boom. I have the whole sentence, though. Okay, read it. I have, um, women should lead the world, Sanger and Marston and Holloway thought, because love is stronger than force. Yes. And that that is relevant to Wonder Woman because that's her whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like guns and punching and, I smash. Yeah. It's like, through the power of the suffering that I've gone through, I'm going to make sure that nobody else does that, and these bracelets are a reminder of what I've been through and to never let it happen again, and I love you and you love me. We're a happy family. Hashtag Barney. That went so many different places in your brain. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, my, my next quote was actually before that one. Oh, I'm so sorry. What it's okay. Only by, like, five pages. Okay. Um, I just thought it was a wild sentence. I literally wrote... I wrote the sentence, and then I said, what a wild sentence. <laughs> okay, so I'm ready. it says, at St. Joseph's, the nuns had crushes on the girls, and the girls had crushes on the nuns, but Olive managed to keep out of trouble by becoming an excellent liar. Do you want to talk about who Olive is for a second? Um, yes, yeah, so Olive Byrne is Marston's... <laughs> <laughs> Marston's mistress, student slash mistress slash wife, wife slash mother of his other children slash nanny. Did I get them all? Slash love unit partner. <laughs> the perfect constellation. <laughs> love unit partner. That, we'll get there. We'll get um, there. <laughs> yeah, I, it just cracked me up. Like, there's so much in this book about, like, truth versus lies. Yeah. Because Marston invented the lie detector. Let's talk about that. Wait, that's, okay. Oh, sorry. No, Did you're you have good. A- you're good. We can talk about that. So sorry. You're good. I knew that a William, a William created the lie detector test, and I knew Marston created Wonder Woman, but I did not know that William Marston was the same person that did that. <laughs> so this was wild, and also, lie detection is kind of in my wheelhouse. I know, I there were so many places in this book where I was like, I wonder what Jackie thinks about this. Well, I wonder what, what Jackie like, thinks about this. What would you like to know? I have I have questions for later. Okay, later. question section. Yeah. Okay, we'll do, yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah, so... So this is when Marston is doing his experiments. So Marston really loved to do experiments. He did them on his students. He did them in the hospitals. He considered his entire life an experiment. Which is cool. So if, like, he opened up a business and it failed, he goes, well, it, you know. That was an experiment. That was an my experiment life. and it failed and we're moving on. Which mm-hmm. I might adopt that mm-hmm. thinking. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it'll make me happier as just a person in general. But he quoted, um, he tested 10 men and 10 women. And I just want to say that's not a big enough sample size. I was going to say. Um, also his, his experiments on, like, oh, blondes are more excitable, like. Yeah. I think it was brunettes. Yeah, I think it was brunettes. Brunettes are more. Does it really matter? <laughs> I've only ever had brown hair, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I um, mean, I mean that experiment in and of itself, I thought was. Oh, yeah. See, and then he calls himself a feminist, but then you say things like that, and I yeah. just get confused. Yeah. That's why I have a whole section titled, Do We, Do we Like, like Marston? My next is on 113. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, it's not. No, 116. Okay, that's fine. Mother. Oh, yes, where she just wrote, she, she wrote what, like, Ethel? No, she wrote. She wrote the initials? Yes, E-H-M. E-H-M. And mother. E-H-M is Holloway. Yeah. And then her actual mother, she, in, po- in the photograph, she's lying, she's um, uh, writing, like, labeling these people in the photograph. And she puts mother. And I think that that says two things. One, she didn't write mom. Mm-hmm. And I think mother, maybe this is just how I was raised, but mother is like, she's my mother. Like, that is her label 
like biologically and if you're my mom you care for me i care for you there's a relationship see there. i wonder if it's just a sign of the times and it might be you know like if it's back in the night early 1900s like this is my mother but then why didn't she label marston at all i think if you compare uh. i think if you compare the two her mother was not as important to her as marston therefore she didn't need to label marston she knows who marston is yeah but she felt like she needed to label her mother Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting... So I think if you take mother in itself, it's like, cool. Compare it to not labeling everyone in the picture, that's telling. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. Her mother, like, was like, peace. Peace out. Bye. Bye. (laughs) So I get it. That's interesting. That's interesting. This is on my page 171. I wonder if it's the exact, because I have my next one on. Okay, go ahead. Um, what's an angel? I'd rather be a woman. Yes! I just thought it was iconic that's like and like same tattoo that on my body same like <laughs> that you know that kind of corresponds with on page 108 okay um where i believe it's burn appeared on stage with a gag in her mouth so oh it was it was sanger so the tufts administration like the school um banned margaret sanger from coming on campus because she was going to come and speak about the importance of birth control and that was like a big no-no back then right, right, right. and to make a statement she showed up on campus gagged and like bounded as a way to say, fine, you're not going to let me speak. This is what you're doing to me. And someone spoke on her behalf. Oh. Um, and I think doing something like that doesn't make you an angel, but it does make you a woman. I'm really surprised. You didn't write that? That I didn't write anything down about that. Yeah. It says Wonder Woman. Our pages are the same. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's 108? Yeah, 108. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, now I know. That's good to know. Um... Yeah, I just thought that was iconic, and I love that. So, I wanted to share. I hope that you get it tattooed. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I have a kind of a long quote, but I think it's important. I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay, It's on go. page 187. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, this is Marston explaining the difference between male and female heroes and why it's important to have the distinction. Okay. A male hero, at best, lacks the qualities of maternal love and tenderness which are as essential to a normal child as the breath of life. Suppose your child's ideal becomes a superman who uses his extraordinary power to help the weak. The most important ingredient in the human happiness recipe still is missing, love. It's smart to be strong, it's big to be generous, but it's sissified, according to exclusively masculine rules, to be tender, loving, affectionate, and alluring. Quote, oh, that's girl stuff, snorts our young comic readers. Who wants to be a girl? And that's the point. Not even girls want to be girls, so long as our feminine archetype lacks force, strength, and power. Not wanting to be girls, they don't want to be tender, submissive, peace-loving, as good women are. Women's strong qualities have become despised because of their weak ones. The obvious remedy is to create a feminine character with all the strength of Superman, plus all the allure of a good and beautiful woman. I feel like I don't need to explain that. And... The biggest sentence I think stands out for me is women's strong qualities have become despised because of their weak ones. Yeah. And yet, men's weak qualities are not despised. Correct. I mean, and you see it too, like, um, okay, you've seen, you've seen this, this is pretty typical, but you see a man in a position of leadership at work and he's strong and he's confident and he's determined, but a woman shows the same qualities and she's bossy and a know-it-all, like... Yes. Because we're not supposed to be that. We're supposed to be loving. And so when we have the same qualities as men, 
the masculine quality is because we've decided to put them in two separate baskets and you can only be one or the other, apparently. Yeah. Makes it not okay. Yeah, for sure. I like that quote. I remember... What page was that on? 187. I just wrote the entire paragraph. Yeah. In my notes. Just read the entire paragraph. Oh! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write the whole quote, but I do have on page 187, mm-hmm. this is actually a really great pitch. It It is. Um, yeah, I... Especially because, like, there's no way to argue against it. Like, at least now, you know? I, I don't know if people back then would have argued against it, as in, like, no, like, a woman's place isn't to be as strong as a man. Like, it, women are beautiful because of their, like, femininity and their, like... And that makes Their lack of a male, like, qualities mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I wonder if that would have been a, a factor, but, um... I don't know. I definitely like that that quote. That's like one of my favorite yeah. sections of the book. Yeah. That was like a oh good good yes. Marston. Good section. Okay, so pro Marston. Pro right now Marston. it's pro Marston. Yeah. Um, okay. I just really liked this quote from my next quote's not until like two seventy nine. Is that two sixteen. Okay, go ahead. Um Wonder Woman, in one of her comics, she go, she removes her bracelets and says, I'm completely uncontrolled. I'm free ah! to destroy like a man. <laughs> Wait, no. I have a you note have... on that. But I didn't write the quote down. Oh. I, I just wrote, um, oh, what page was that? 216? 216. Um, I wrote, this is one of my highlighted things. Love the notion that without bracelets, women would be uncontrollable and free to destroy like destroy a man. Like a man, those damn men who are always destroying shit. Like a man. Well, the bracelets serve as a reminder of the inequality and the suffering, like I said kind of yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think it's such a, because you think of Wonder Woman and that's what you think of, right? At least I think of the eagle, the boots, and the bracelets. I think of her crown, mm-hmm. the bracelets, and the American flag. Yeah, like shorts. some type of America. Yeah. Merca. Merca. Oh, Mer- God, no. Okay. Mm. No. Moving Don't on. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, yes, that was one of my, I cracked up at that page. I was like, this is a hilarious notion that, like, without, without bracelets, I'm in <laughs> uncontrollable. It just made me giggle. Well, I think it's more of like, if I don't yeah. have the reminder that I'm just going to do whatever I want because I am privileged and deserve it. Yep, Jackie read much more into this book than I did. <laughs> I love this shit. <laughs> I knew you would, though, because it's like, it's, he's a psychologist. Yeah, like, that's he is. Your, that's you, you know? So, um, what's your next quote? Um, 220. Okay, go ahead. This is talking about um, who Wonder Woman was supposed to be um, in the eyes of all who did her right. Okay. Um, she wasn't meant to be a superwoman. She was meant to be an everyday woman. Yeah. I think yeah. it's that's important, right? So it, it it's an, an idol or a role model that women, everyday women like you and me, can look up to and be like, I'm going to be strong, I'm going to be loving, I'm going to be tender, and I'm also going to be smart, and I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to do my fucking shit. I think that's why I like her so much. Like, uh, And personally, I think I really enjoyed, I personally really enjoyed the Gal Gadot, like the newer Wonder Woman, the DC mm-hmm. um, movie Oh yeah, I'll talk made. about that later. Yeah, I didn't, I don't have any notes on that, so, like, maybe we can spitball about that later, but, like, I, she's, like, I really enjoyed that movie. She kind of brought about my love for Wonder Mm -hmm. Woman because I think she is that, like, right balance of compassionate and strong. Yeah. And, um, to be honest, you don't get a ton of that from, like, the 
book. You don't. Um, and I don't know if that's, like, maybe original Wonder Woman wasn't quite like that, and I just really like the new Wonder Woman. Like, I mean, I know she's got qualities of both, but, like, the whole bondage thing, which, again, I will get to, but, like... Yeah, well, that has a lot of similar similarities in his life and in just being a symbolic of feminism mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I... That, that's the end of my quote. That was the last one. Okay, I have two more, um, but they're, like, at the very end. Okay. I have one... From 279, um, the ways of mothers and fathers remain to every child mysterious, mm-hmm. which I think is just fascinating because, like, this is a conversation I've had with Adam, actually, about, like, the idea of at what point do you realize your parents are human? You know? Um, I still have yet to believe that. My parents are actual angels. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Who wants to be an angel? I, I, I gotta, gotta be, be a woman! woman! Um, Dad, would you like to be a woman? <laughs> um, you know, like, at what point do you realize that your parents also have flaws and your parents are human? And, you know, how do you reconcile that with this idea that, like, when you're a kid, your parents mm-hmm. are all-knowing and mysterious? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, that's my little bit of philosophy for the day. <laughs> you, read, see, that, you read more into that than yeah. I did. Um, and then um, my last quote. Um, is also a little bit of a long one, but I, I wrote it down because I needed the context for the last sentence, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Gotcha. Um, page 296 in my book, which I think might have been in the afterword, mm-hmm. um, it says, the fight for women's rights hasn't come in waves. Wonder Woman was a product of the suffragist, feminist, and birth control movements of the 1900s and 1910s and became a source of the women's liberation and feminist movements of the 1960s and 1970s. The fight for women's rights has been a river wending. Yeah, the river wending. I love I that. I really love that line. And it holds true today. Yeah. It's, it's, it flows. You know, it ebbs and flows. And yeah. it's not, it's not a wave. It's, and it's not it a, it didn't all get accomplished in one go. And it's still not a projected to improve on a, like a positive scale. It's still Yeah, not immediately. Yeah. It'll, I think we'll get some give and take for a while. So that's the end of my quotes. Yeah. End of quotes corner. End of quotes corner. Yeah. What sections do you have? Do you have sections? You want me to go by my sections and you can add? Um, I only have, like, quotes, overall thoughts about, like, topics and questions. Okay. Look, Where I, do you already, want... I already prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with um, women's rights, Marston and his wives, do we like Marston or general? Let's start with general. Okay. So, these were thoughts that I think just didn't really fit in with anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a note at the end of part one. Okay. Um, and I said, there's a lot of legal stuff that I hope I understood properly, <laughs> um, and that it's fun to catch small glimpses into how Marston's own life plays into Wonder Woman. He's a master at turning partial truths into believable stories, hoping this next section has more about Wonder Woman in particular. Yes. I will say that... At a certain point, I did not know what book I was reading. Mm-hmm. I thought that maybe I had picked up a different one on accident. <laughs> I was just, like, waiting for Wonder Woman to appear. Yeah. Hi, where's Diana Prince? Where? Excuse me? Hello? <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say, Jackie and I took turns on thinking this book was interesting. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, I'm having trouble getting into this, and Jackie was like, oh, I'm on, like, chapter 15. And I was like... Oh, okay, fine. And so I got to chapter 15, and then I kept reading, and she stalled. Mm. And um, I flew through the book. 
And she was, she was like, I've stalled. I don't know what to do. I can't, um, like, I'm just not, it's not catching me. And last night as she was finishing the book, she sent me a Snapchat (laughs) of just this bewildered, wide-eyed face. And she just said, this book got so good. Like, in the the last, the last, like, 50 or 60 pages, it was like, boom, boom, boom. It was like, I cannot catch up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was reading, I was reading while Solomon was on the couch next to me, and he was like, are you okay? (laughs) I have so many things. Yeah, no, I, for me, I actually think the second part was my favorite part. Yes. They're titled, the first part's Veritas, I think, and then the second part is um, Family Circle, and the third (gasps) part is Paradise Island. Family Circle was wild. Was wild. It was just absolutely wild. Well, then, how about, because I kept thinking, like, so maybe we'll start with, um, Yes, the wives. Yeah, let's start with Marston. I feel like that's important to explain the rest of the thoughts. Listen, you guys, Marston's kind of a dick. Marston, hey, that's in, do we like Marston? Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I go back and forth still. I know, I really do too. Um, and that's, that's also in my general, which is why that's kind of at the end, because I want, you know. To wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I have, I go through like a... I can't tell if they're together. Are they together? Did they have an affair? And then I'm like, oh, hey, they into some freaky shit. I and remember. Then, I wrote down after page 113. I guess this is before confirmation that Olive and Marston are doing <laughs> it. I wrote, do you think Olive Byrne and Marston did it? Did they do the dirty? <laughs> I literally go, oh, hey, they into some freaky shit. <laughs> and then I said, wait, who is Olive Byrne to Wonder Woman? Margaret Sanger is a bigger name. How are they involved in this? Yes. And then 109, Olive Byrne took Marston's class. Woo, I love when things start coming together. 113, um, this sounds kinky. Yeah. <laughs> and then 118, yikes, yikes, yikes. This, this poor woman, her husband just can't get enough of the ladies. Um, 119, this sounds like some super early hippie stuff. I yeah. think that was about the love cult. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, and then I had the last last note I had that kind of fell under this was I feel like the focus has shifted significantly to Olive Byrne and I'm curious if this means something happens to her or if she's just the main inspiration for Wonder well, Woman. Well, I think she's Wonder Woman. I think she is Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think he pulls characteristics from other women and adds them on to Olive Byrne in his head and she is Wonder Woman. This is what I wrote. Um, I can't find it, but I remember it. Um, my overall thoughts about Marston's relationship between, or with his wife, Holloway, and with his mistress, Byrne, is that he respects and admires and loves his wife, Holloway, but he's passionately in love with Olive, and those are two different feelings. Yes. So, I think he feels like a commitment to Holloway, and he really, truly loves the woman she is, but he's in love with Olive. Yeah. And that comes across in Wonder Woman. And he's just lusting after Huntley. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, Huntley. I love Huntley. Huntley is my favorite of the three. Really? Why? Yes, because she's, like, she's the aunt that, like, comes in and out and <laughs> doesn't give a shit. Like, she's like, yeah, you want to come hang out and chill? Let's burn incense in the attic. Like, Gives your child candy and then sends them home. She's just so funny to me. Like, I just, she had a hysterectomy, so she mm-hmm. never had any kids. But then she, like, she was in and out of their lives because she just did what she wanted to do. Yeah, at what point Huntley lived with the Marstons, and then Olive also lived with the Marstons. They were, they it was, like, like, a community house. It was, like, him and his three wives. Literally, it was, like, it was, like... Except he was only actually married to one of them. Right, but he fathered kids with multiple. Um, yes, he did. And then, to make his kids legitimate, he adopted, adopted his own which, children. First of all, that's kind of a genius move. It really like, is. I'm not... It's... 
God, I hate... I, I feel like Olive really got the short end of the stick here. Well, and I mean, Olive didn't know what she was getting herself into, and that Holloway saw Olive as a way to be a nanny for her kids so she could be a mother and also be a working woman, which is a big issue in the feminist movement, which can you do both? And the question shouldn't be can, it's how, and yeah. blah, 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 and yeah. you never ask the man that, and whatever, blah, exactly. blah. Exactly, exactly. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. Holloway literally used Olive as her way to have the best of both worlds. Yes, she did. But Olive didn't even care, because I think Olive was in love with Marston. Olive was absolutely, well, and Olive was a lot younger, and her, his student, the responsibility falls on Marston. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I mean, at a certain point, a you become an adult, Marston, but... To me. What? This is a con for Marston. Having me. multiple wives? I think so. I, listen, Because I want to let him do his thing and have his life, but, like, also... I'm going to play devil's advocate here and do say it. they all knew about everything and none of them cared, therefore, I can't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not against polygamy. If everyone's in it, do your thing. It's a no for me. But, yeah. like, they weren't keeping secrets. They kept secrets from the kids, which I think keeping that from the kids is a con, but the actual multiple wives, I don't think is a con for me. I don't know if I would say keeping it from the kids is a con to me. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, it, it allowed the kids to have as normal a life as possible. Isn't truth one of the most important things to tell kids, though? I think when they're old enough. But, I mean, can you imagine telling your children when you're young... Oh, my, your dad has three wives, and, like... Well, why does it have to... Why, why can't that be normalized? Because it's not normalized at the time. You know, give them the most normal, um, like, upbringing as you can. Tell them when they're old enough to really understand it. Because if they're young and they, they find out that they have, like, multiple moms and that's not normal among their peers, they go to school and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, my second mom, blah, 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 and their friends are like... What, what the heck, man? Yeah. Like, that's and not I, normal. And I guess keeping it from them does show some type... Well, I guess it depends if they were trying to give them a normal life or they really were, like, embarrassed or ashamed. That's or the thing. felt like they I should have kept it a secret. No, I don't think it was... I think there's a difference between those two things, for sure. I think that they definitely... If they kept it from their kids because they were embarrassed about it, I think that's a con. Mm-hmm. I think if they kept it from their kids to do their best to give the kids as much of a normal life and let them lead, like... Their, make their own opinions. I mean, their Sunday school was talking about the universe. Oh my god, I wrote that down, and I'm doing that with my kids, just by the way. I actually quite like that idea. And I also love that they had a family chronicle. I'm doing that as yes, well. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, they got four kids. Like, Might as well. Get a whole fucking paper going. Yeah. Make one, give one of them a camera. Yeah, like, that would be so fun. Yeah. A little psycho... When you, when you put it all together in one big cake, it's like a shit cake. But if you were to take, like just the Chronicle out or just the universe talking yeah. out, it's cute. Yeah, it is cute, for sure. So, I mean, I... So are we giving this a con to Marston, or is this... Maybe it's just neutral? It's, it's just a neutral. It's, I think, I think they kind of cancel each other out. Okay, you right. know? I'm okay with that. Um, so... Should we keep, keep... Let's keep score here. Marston, what, it's con for... the weird experiments with women? Yeah, on the... Brunettes are more excitable. And the pro was Wonder We had a pro. I know, but I don't remember okay, what it was. Okay, that's fine. Well, anyway, right now we're dead even <laughs> con pro, and we're omitting one. I'll keep a score here. We're omitting one. Okay, perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's... And you know what's wild, too? I just... I, had, I almost admire this in, like, a really weird, confusing, but accepting way, is that even after Marson died... Olive and Holloway continue to live together as sister wives. Like, that's so... Their bond was so, like, you're my friend and I love you. they were roommates! they were roommates! 
<laughs> they, they lived in Tampa. Yeah, they lived in Tampa. Which is where we live. And they were roommates. I think that's wild and kind of cute. And, like, again, it's, like, a confusing. Like, I had accepted also I'm confused and I want to meet them and have tea. Yes. You know? Well, I guess after, because at the beginning it seemed like Holloway was not on board. Right. And then, like, Marston was like, oh, uh, we're doing this or I'm leaving you. Which is a con. Yeah, that's a con. Write it down. Write it down. Um, and, yeah, he was basically like, we're doing this or I'm leaving you. And then, um, Holloway was like, fine, but she's gonna nanny my children. And so Byrne was like, that's fine. I get to live with Marston. I love you. You know, like. And the whole reason. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I, I basically just, like, I don't know where that was going anyways. I think it's important to note, um, in case y'all didn't read the book, is that Holloway didn't, she wanted Olive to be the nanny, not because she's a woman and would be good at it, but because she was excellent in psychology and knew how to raise kids from a psychological standpoint. Yes, and it allowed Holloway to remain the main breadwinner because yes. Marston couldn't hold a job. Oh my god, no. He literally went down in the ranks. Yes. Yeah, he, like, constantly took, like... Less positions. Like, less, lower positions. Lower, yes, Thank that's you. That's I was like, I was like, less is the not right. The less, um, the fewer, I don't know, lower, lower positions. Lower positions. Like, every time he was he never going to get tenure. No, he was, he was going down in the ranks, mm-hmm. and then he, like, basically failed out of academia. Yeah. And was, like, uh, somebody put it in the book, I don't remember where it was, who said it, but that he liked to take his corners a little fast. Yes, and I, I think that that, that was... Absolutely accurate because he definitely liked to take his corners a little fast and he lost things because of it. Yeah. Like he didn't do his research. He just tackled he just the did problem. Things. Yeah. Um and like And action is important, them, but preparation is equally important. Right. And when he's right, we're like, Yes, go Marston. When he's wrong It's so wrong. He makes a fool of himself. Yeah. So But yeah, Holloway had to remain the breadwinner, like you said, she was she brought him the bacon. Okay, my next general thought, which I colored in purple. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, did you have anything else about his wives? Oh, probably. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the cult? Because that was kind of involving all of them. Um, page 119, The New Age. Okay. Um, so, it basically, as a quick summary, it talks about how basically it's like one giant orgy. But, instead of like free love, which is not, those are two separate things according to these people, there were different roles to be played and titles for those roles. Um, and then when you have the perfect three, which consists of a love leader, a mistress, and a love girl, I don't know what their duties are because it didn't go into detail. I was going to say, like, is would Marston be the love leader and then his mistress would be Holloway and then the love, love girl, girl would yeah. be Olive? I think so. Where does Huntley figure into this? I think Huntley was just, like, burned incense in her attic. I don't know. Okay. Um, but when those come, when they come together to do whatever they're going to do, it's called a perfect constellation, a.k.a. a love unit. And it, it sounded a little bit like The Handmaid's Tale, if you guys have been caught up a bit, right? That's an interesting I just, I immediately I drew that parallel. Um, but, so, Messenger Betty was Holloway. Messenger R was Marston, because the nickname for Marston was Richard, which comes into play later when she pretends that the husband was a guy named Richard. Olive pretends that she got married to a guy named William Richard, um, and then Richard, she has two kids, quote-unquote, by Richard, and then she tells her kids that Richard died and that she's a widow. Richard never existed. Holloway, sorry, um, Byrne had her children with Marston. Yes. That's right, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, I'm reading in my notes that it's not Olive, it was Huntley. Zara is Huntley. Yes. Yes. 
So I don't think Olive participated in the New Age love unit. Interesting. Was she around by then? Um, you know the book skips around in timeline, so I'm trying to look in the context. Yeah. No, decades later and decades earlier. No, she wasn't. This was before. Okay. This so, was during Olive Byrne's senior year at Tufts. So she wasn't living with them. Mm. So maybe she she was probably involved in certain nights to some extent, but as far as the actual, she like, She probably consistent, wasn't involved with the whole family at that point. She was probably only involved with Marston. Right, right, as as her, as her his student and... Lover. <laughs> They were definitely doing it before immediately. She graduated. Immediately. 100%. Which, like, do your thing. Sorry, Tufts. Um, Damn it, Tufts! <laughs> Can I just shout out real quick that I was annoyed that the National Academy of Science came up in this book? Yes! I wrote it down. I was like, book. Uh, I, I, like, can, I, comes up I can't escape work. I can't escape work. Um, can, are, is that all you wanted to talk about with Colt? Can I talk about the sorority? You may talk about the sorority. I'm done. Wonder Woman was in my sorority. Well, you have just been sitting on that, haven't you? I have been sitting on that. I sent it to all of my sisters. I couldn't remember. I sent it to my my actual biological sister, who is also a sorority sister of mine. I sent it to Alexis. I sent it to my little. I knew you were an AO Pi, and I didn't know what that stood for, and I didn't make the connection. Alpha Omicron Pi. Um, Olive Byrne was an AO Pi at Tufts, and I literally wrote in all caps, I wrote, OMG, Olive Byrne was an AO Pi, and so was the woman who inspired Etta Candy. Holy fuck. So, both Wonder Woman and Etta Candy were inspired by women who are my sisters! What? I about threw my book. I almost, like, honestly, I know you were It was wild! It was wild. I love this. You should see her face right now. I don't, I wouldn't do Greek life, so I don't really get it, but I'm really happy that she's happy. I, okay, it just, it really, First off, I have to say, with the caveat, that we do not do baby parties. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. But that was back in the day when hazing was a thing. Yes, so and we don't, we don't haze anymore. Like, that's no, not that's a thing. Illegal. It was not a thing when I was in Greek life. But just, like, reading it, I was like, oh my god! Because, like, without giving too much away about, like, our ritual or anything like that, our core... Um, value I guess you would say in my sorority is like brotherly love just spreading love and so like seeing that in Wonder Woman and seeing that like uh, it kind of all came together (laughs) that's very satisfying I would think (laughs) it was definitely like oh this makes sense why I love her so much you know I'm really Um, happy that you got that it was yeah I just all caps just I can't believe you were waiting. You were so patient. I know. I would have like, shut up and listen. <laughs> I can't believe it's, I can't believe I waited that long either, actually. I'm really proud of you. Um, so that was one of the highlights of the book for me. Um, and it came, came on page 106. So like a third of the way into the book, mm-hmm. that's where it picked up for me. Okay. Because I was like, oh my god, I have to finish this book! Because, like, it at that point it was not clear to me that Olive Byrne was the inspiration for Wonder Woman. Right. And then I found out that she was. was and and I was like, like, it's you, and it's your sisters, and like, oh my god, I am on. Yeah. And, like, to be fair, I think there's a lot of, of problems with Greek life in general, but I will say that AOPI gave me a real sense of belonging while I was in college. And I think any club can do that, mm-hmm. but, like, I... I chose and you, you found yours. Yeah, yeah you found I yours. chose AOPI. And I felt like we did a lot of really good work, and I met some of my best friends through it. And so, like, I see value in it for me, and I see value in it for, like, 
networking. Part of the reason I got my current job was because I was in Greek life and I knew how to speak that language. Um, so it does, it definitely does give you a network, um, which was why I rushed in the first place. They don't like the word rush, which is why I went through recruitment in the first place. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm ro- I've never rolled my eyes harder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it gave me a network for sure, but I... I know that there are inherent issues with Greek life, and so, like, if anybody has issues with Greek life, please don't, like, scream at me about them. <laughs> like, I get it. Everyone has their thing. Yes. And this is do. a good thing. Of all the things to have a thing, this is a go- okay thing. Yes, this one's an okay thing. And Sit I'm... down on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Yours truly, my work here is done. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> okay. Um... Um, okay, that was so it for you talk Marston. About the sorority. And, yeah, that was it for Marston and um, his wives. Cool. For me, um, we can either move on to women's rights. You want to move to women's yeah, rights? Yeah, let's let's just tackle women's rights for a minute. Just let's just solve women's rights in right now. right now in like two minutes. Yes. Okay. Ready? Go. Angelica Skyler would be so proud of Elizabeth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I literally wrote it down. Jackie I wrote is standing down. on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I had so there were so many Hamilton parallels. There were there were so many. Remember how I said that Marston respected Holloway but was in love with Olive? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Elizabeth and Angelica, respectfully, right, right? Yes. Oh my God. Guys, go watch Hamilton. Yes. I think that's At number two for you anyway. It. Listen to it because you'll get the story anyway. It's, it's like, yeah, it's set up like an opera. You don't need to see it. It's written through, like, yeah. an opera. So, like, any, like, Les Mis. Les Mis yeah. doesn't have any spoken lines. So, I mean, there's some things that, like... Yeah, but it's within the... Sh- you know, it's, you'll shut up! The story. Just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. You're talking to two theater kids, okay? <laughs> Are we kids? No, but it will never... What, theater women? <laughs> theater people? No, I'm gonna stick with kids. Okay, we're theater kids. Um, I'm gonna skip... One because <laughs> okay. it's very serious and the next one's very funny. Okay, go to the funny one. Page 56, I literally just wrote The Psychic Nature of Orgasm. Unmade <laughs> Solomon read that in all caps. <laughs> Listen, it's important the to psych- talk about. The psychic nature. The psychic nature of, of orgasm. orgasm. Huntley was schooled in suffrage, but she believed, too, in what she called love-binding, the importance of being tied and chained. She also believed in extra-body consciousness, vibrations, reincarnation, and the psychic nature of orgasm. Okay, but listen, she's not totally wrong, <laughs> all right? There are, I mean, that's, okay, I've got my Jackie, mind go into psychology. going Do in it. five different directions. Yes. One, it is not uncommon for people to be aroused when they're bonded. That's a thing, okay? If that's it's a like thing, a very good for you. Cake. Right, it's a common kink. And the reason it's a common kink is because it psychologically is true. When Marston was doing his experiments with bonding women, they were aroused. There's proof. So that's okay. And I support it. I support sexual bondage as long as it's consensual. You can quote me. <laughs> consensual sexual bondage. That, it was just such an experience to read that sentence. You know The whole book was kind of like that. You know, the way the book was written, too, it was like, and then they died. Next paragraph, no explanation. Okay. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I wrote, actually, a note that I really like how she ends, like, like, um... Topics. Chapters. Yeah, I agree. It's just like, and matter of fact, period. It text. was like, um, a woman who could do both the home and the work 
would have to wait for several decades. She'd have to be a superhero after all, and superheroes hadn't been invented yet. Moving on! And I'm like, whoa! (laughs) You're right! Um, yeah, that was wild! I just, I quite enjoyed that one. Agree. Um, um, page 82, 18 pregnancies sounds like a nightmare. Well, first of all, we just talked about this before we recorded about dilation. It's too much. Besides, <laughs> y'all, I want kids, and birth is still one of my biggest fears. Like, I want lots of kids, and birth is still one of my biggest fears. It's, first of all, kids are grubby. But I get it. Yeah, and but when they're your no. kids, you don't <laughs> care that they're grubby. It's like bug. It's like your cat. I would have rather it's have like cats than kids. Listen, we're at different points in our lives, okay? My <laughs> life's going nowhere. It's fine. Untrue, but okay. Um, yes, so... the. Um, I'm just gonna go through my funny notes. Yeah, go through funny. Okay? We'll go. We'll get to the serious. Yeah. Page two sixty nine. Okay. I'm imagining Batman as some sort of gay icon and Wonder Woman as the lesbian equivalent, and it's making me giggle. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> to burst your bubble conservative <laughs> schools. You're all gay. Everyone's gay. You're all gay. Have you lived with another person of your same sex? <laughs> you might be gay. <laughs> I, it just, it cracked me up. I was like, Batman as a gay icon? It's the Duke all over it's again. It's the Duke. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Um, oh my god. Um, page 199, toxic masculinity ruins the party again. Yep. Hashtag. Um... And that's, that's it for my funny things. Um, I have No couple, more funny. I have a couple funny things. Yes, funny. Uh, Give me the funny. Give you the funny. The funny. Um, page 105, Dear J. Noah Slee, please marry me. Um, Margaret Sanger's husband. Mm, okay. The only reason she married him is to use his money for her campaign, and I feel that energy, so I want him to marry me and pay my student loans. Ah! Ah! Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. The name didn't ring a bell, but I know That's because he was now. mentioned once. He was mentioned a couple times, but was yeah. He? Yeah. But in the same context. Okay. So. Marry me and pay my student loans. Next. Um, I thought it was interesting on page 91, which I'm going to go look at the context because I certainly don't remember and need to learn to elaborate on my own notes. It's okay. I need to do the same thing because I often am like, this page made me mad. Like, what? This is, oh, the birth control clinic in 1916 that Margaret Sanger and Ethel Byrne, who was Olive Byrne's mother, which I don't think I've ever talked about. I don't think so, but that's one of my serious topics in this section. Cool. So. Um, we're standing in front of the, the birth control clinic to support it, and I just thought it was interesting to look at the picture and see the amount of men there. I don't know if they look like they're there in support of their wives or their daughters or something, but I was just, I was just pleased. I count six men. One, two, three, four, five, six, and a boy, seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, compare that with the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 women and a couple kids. So that's almost, like, 2 to 1. Yeah. I mean, you zoom out the picture, I'm sure it's a different story, but I just, the fact that there were yeah. so many men there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Positivity. And I think back then, too, there was no, like, ah, 
it was like, yes, or no. I'm a feminist, or go make me a sandwich. Like, those were the two things. Yeah, they were extremes. Um, okay. Anything else that you have that's, like, funny in your notes? Oh, on page 143, I was, I thought I was being clever. Hmm, what did you say? When, um, Olive is talking, is telling her kids that their father is William Richard, and then I put, I put, those are Marston's kids, Richard equals nickname, and then I was like, oh, I thought I was being clever, and then he just spelled it out in the next fucking paragraph. <laughs> I knew it before I read it! I knew it! Yeah. Um... And then um, a quick thing about intimacy on film, intimacy on film then versus today. Obviously, I don't have to go into the differences, but it's worth noting. Yeah. Um, I have a couple serious. My ones. couple are serious things, but mine aren't like too serious. Well, they're just like my strong opinion. Okay, you go. Um. So forty-five. Um. I wrote. It seems outrageous to me that on a subject like rape, which involves two genders, only one is allowed to into the discussion. This was like. Um, in I think it was in mock trials where women no it was in law was that school. a quote or no, did you write that I wrote that okay um when, in law school um when women were in law school if they were discussing rape trials the women would have to leave the room because of sensitivity oh, yeah. which like, and, like it's to them yeah this seems wrong like it involves both sexes just like, caveat there are more than two genders but yes yeah I said both sexes you said genders I, the second time I said sexes yes um fixed it sorry um. I know, it's just the wine speed. No, no, it's all, um, it's, all, it's all good. Yeah, so... It, Y'all know where we stand with that shit. Um, both sexes. Mm-hmm. So, like... It just... Wild that one was a part of the discussion. Wild that only one of them was allowed in there. Well, I mean, we see that today, and that you have all of these old white men who are discussing birth control and why Planned Parenthood should be defunded. No uterus, no opinion. I agree. Right? I agree. Right. I agree. It is weird that it, there are so many similarities, and we still have such a long way to go. And this is just about feminism. This isn't even about the other inequalities that is, this country is littered with. I know. Honestly. Honestly. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Ethel Byrne. Okay. Because I felt like Margaret Sanger cut her out of the women's movement. She absolutely did. Like, and, like, how do directly. we reckon, like, is this one of those, like, Jefferson can be like a cool dude and also be a terrible person because he owns slaves like is it one of those like I... margaret sanger can be awesome because she won women the rights to birth control and also be terrible because she cut ethel Byrne out of this yes but i also think that one of margaret sanger's character traits i have not decided if it's a flaw or a strength yet mm-hmm. but one of her character traits is that she is a big picture person and if that involves mm-hmm. cutting somebody out to promote her campaign and give mass women their rights that they are owed she's gonna do that see to me i because i know that margaret sanger she just wasn't quite as radical as ethel Byrne, and she thought like oh if we're gonna make any kind of progress we have to like not be so radical she's not wrong to me i feel like you need i well i don't know if it's i don't know if i agree with this to be honest but i think that there's definitely a cohort of feminists who believe that the radical feminists need a say in the conversation because they will drive the conversation so far and make people settle for less than what they're looking for which is really more along the lines of like true equality i you think that there's conversations between the two and there's not it's not going to be fully one and fully the other but the way margaret sanger saw it is that you're not going to get anywhere 
it's, it's kind of like an image thing. Like, they're going to associate feminism with you crazy person, and that's not what we need, and you're hurting it. Mm. That's what her view is. I Okay, I understand that. I think that makes more sense at the beginning of the feminist movement than it would now. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I think now you almost, you almost need the radical feminists so that you pull them so far until they, like, they break, yeah. like, a rubber band, and then they're, like, stuck right there. It's almost you know? like... And that's, that's dead center where you really yeah. want to be, you it's, know? It's almost today, like, where you see... You overshoot you to see these, where you want to You see these women tear down people of, of all genders, and they're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you if you're not a woman, and I'm a feminist. That looks bad... Yeah. For actual feminists. Yes. Like, that's what I think she's trying to reconcile. Yeah. And, and I, I, I have a quick quote, actually, yes. on page nine. The condition of our sex, females, is so deplorable that it is our duty to break the law in order to call attention to the reasons why we do what we do. And I agree with that 90%. Yes. I think doing the right thing and doing the legal thing are different. I agree. They're not always the same. Mm-hmm. I think you do have to break the law to draw attention to things because the law works against us. Mm-hmm. But to a certain extent. You yeah. can't go on a mass shooting and kill men and say, I'm pro-feminism. You're going to get fucked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and you're going to screw your cause at that point. Exactly. You know, if you really care about the cause, you do what you need to do to get the cause the proper exposure. I think Ethel Byrne wasn't too radical in the fact that she was going to destroy the campaign, but that's the way Margaret Sanger saw it. And that's not to take away from her badassery. They're both badass and both mm-hmm. of their causes are I mean they're the same to be cause. honest to be honest I I kind of am mad that Margaret Sanger cut Ethel Byrne out of the conversation because I feel like Ethel Byrne would have done some real badass shit you know what I'm saying I agree and I think if they had come together and communicated as a team we, it would have been a different story yeah we would have the history would have been written differently and if I were like I I guess it's I'm looking at it from Ethel Byrne's point of view Ethel had no say in her like you know like but Margaret Sanger made that decision for her while she was yeah. in, in prison. In prison. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Ethel Byrne got arrested for... Um, handing out birth control. Handing out birth control. Or information and, on birth control. Mm-hmm. And while she was in prison, she went on a hunger strike. She was the first feminist mm-hmm. to go on a, on a hunger strike. And she was hospitalized. And um, Margaret Sanger was like, let her go. She's mm-hmm. going to die if you don't. You have to let her go. Pardon her or whatever. And the judge was like, I will only pardon her if you promise that she will never work for women's rights again. And Which is shitty on the judge. It's super shitty on the judge, but it was in his power, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at the time, Margaret Sanger was like, okay, it's more important to save her life than to let her continue to do this. But, like, what's the point of your life if you're like, you know, like, if you can't dedicate it to what you're I would really say it's one of those things about. where you know Ethel Byrne would have sacrificed herself to promote women's rights, and you should have let her do that. Like, I understand, like, mm-hmm. that's your family, but, mm-hmm. like, it's not like you don't know where her morals and values lie. Yeah. I think she was acting selfishly. I agree. I agree. That's, but, I that's, mean, yeah. does that not take away to the success of the women's rights movement? I mean, you have to, you have admit, to admit that admit. it was successful. But you also have to wonder what where it would have been, it been yeah. if she was part of the conversation. If she was as big as Margaret Sanger was at the beginning, and Margaret Sanger, like, cut her out, I mean, there is something to be said about the idea that, like, if you're splitting the publicity between two people, does that double the publicity, or does it half it? You know what I'm saying? I personally believe it halves it, but yes. I agree. Um, you need one front runner yes. to be 
the Mockingjay, you know, mm-hmm. like, as cliche that as that, that is. Actually, need, I think that would be it. You yeah. need one person to be the face. Yeah. And you can't really have two people be the face of something. Right. It, it diminishes your effect. So, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was worth mentioning. No, it absolutely is. It's a about. huge, huge part of, one, Olive's upbringing, because she grew up without a mother. Yeah. And maybe that's made her the person she is, and then we... That's why we have Wonder Woman, because Olive is Wonder Woman. Yeah. So it all is a chrono... Uh, it's chronological, and it all yeah. happens for a reason. Why don't you go with your next thing? Okay. Mine's just, like, a little annoyance with a Wonder Woman, and, like, I understand it's the entertainment business, and so it is the way it is, and we know what sells, but as an... As the role model of feminism and the way Marson wanted her to be, it falls flat for me, and here are the reasons why. Wonder Woman is great, and her love and tenderness... And her love of feminism is important, but she's strong, and she's sexy, and she's smart. Mm -hmm. Show me a superhero who is not. Who is one of those things. Who is two of those things. Who is not all three. She has the whole package. Name me a superhero who doesn't. Does that make them not a superhero? You know, the whole thing was Wonder Woman is supposed to be an everyday woman. Mm -hmm. I I struggle with shit. Yeah. It's It's a hard reach as a role model. It's hard. I mean, I don't know that they necessarily captured the the everyday woman that they were looking for. I don't you think know they what I'm did. saying. I, I think it was think a good start. Did. I don't think they did. I um I actually think Captain Marvel is better at that, but that's a totally different company. I agree. Different company, but they were mentioned in the book. They were, which I didn't know they had a name before Marvel, which I was something either. that I certainly don't I remember. I definitely did not write didn't it down. Write it down. It's cool. It's um yeah, but um I Do you think, like... I don't think she would have sold and have has made a difference if she wasn't any of those things, but it's worth mentioning that we know what sells, so did Marston. He's not dumb. Yeah. You had to make Wonder Woman sexy. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Make a homely superhero? I would like to fucking see one. I mean, I agree, but it wouldn't sell. No, exactly. That's what we know what sells. And I so wonder if it would sell nowadays. I mean, isn't that kind of the premise behind Hunchback Notre Dame? Yes, it is. You're absolutely right. Like, he's not a superhero, but he's the protagonist of that story. That was certainly before 1920, or after 1920. Yeah, it was definitely after 1920. Um, and I, I mean, she wasn't created until the 40s. Correct, but so, he always had the idea, or at least it was formulating everything in his head was yeah. led up to Wonder Woman. Yeah, and... And Wonder Woman's origins really started in the 20s, mm-hmm. 10s and 20s. Mm-hmm. Can I just, like, put a real quick blurb about um, lie detectors? Yes! Go. They don't detect lies, just so y'all are aware. That's in the afterword. I don't oh, know if I that didn't was read the a... afterword. Well, maybe yeah. you can tell me if what I'm saying then is... is in the afterword, they mentioned that the National Academy of Science, I think, proved that polygraphs don't work. They don't. And you can look at how much they're used against certain types of people and they can really it's the lie detector marston mentions this he goes well where is the lie detector well i'm the lie detector that's true it's the person administering it because numbers on the page don't mean anything it all depends on what the um the the actual person using the lie detector says but as far as bio uh, biologically and scientifically lie detectors don't detect lies that's not possible what they detect is a presence of a memory so if i were to ask you have you gone to, I don't know, France? And you say, no. And then your heart beats up. It's not because you're lying. It's because you're, you're remembering your time in France. Interesting. That's how lie detectors work. They, they work based off of memory, 
not off of lies and truth, because you can't discern between the two. That's silly. That's super interesting. I did not know that. I am looking right now for the bit about um, 9-11 in the afterword. Yes. See if I can read you a little bit about it. Yes, please. Um, Fun fact, I took a polygraph, and they explained that to me, and that's how I know that also it's my degree. Hmm. <laughs> did, wait, where did you take a polygraph for? Um, for the Navy. Okay. Not um, everyone does, but I'm super special. In the Navy. Toot my horn. Toot my Toot horn. Toot your own horn. Toot, do it! Took a polygraph. Psst, it was why. really long. So, um, it says, the use of the polygraph exploded after 9-11 when it became a feature of the interrogation of suspected tester, uh, woo! Suspected terrorists? <laughs> the there wine. it is. I'm starting to feel the wine. Um, a feature of the interrogation of suspected terrorists and of tests given to American citizens applying for security clearance in spite of a report re- released by the National Academy of Insight. Wow. Of science. The National Academy of Science in 2003 demonstrating that the polygraph does not work. It doesn't. Um, I think that your epilogue and afterward are separated and mine is all one epilogue because I read that part. That was in the epilogue. That oh, wasn't okay. in the afterward. Underwood. Understood. That's yeah, why no. it took me so long to find it because I thought it was in the afterward. It was in the They epilogue. don't work and it's silly and I don't know why we keep administering them, but they're literally proven. They're almost, their percentage of accuracy is almost as bad as uh, eyewitness testimonies, which is like real bad and we just put so much value in it it's wild the amount of people who are in jail who are innocent is just wild and and i'm not gonna go into it because i'll get upset i really love the wonder women of history feature oh i had no idea that that was a thing um and the fact that they cut it was ridiculous but that's what happens when you put somebody a man i i hated the guy what is his name knier knier i don't know something with a k on irrelevant because he sucks something with a k um (laughs) Woohoo! I am feeling my life. Yeah, same. Um, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, page 222, I think, is where that came in, and I wanted to read the list of women who were, this is upside down. I watched you open that upside down <laughs> and said nothing. Um, <laughs> okay, so the Wonder Woman of history. Um, in the pages of Wonder Woman in the 1940s, there were scientists, writers, politicians, social workers, doctors, nurses, athletes, and adventurers. Sojourner Truth, Abigail Adams, Madame Curie, Evangeline Booth, Lillian Wald, Madame Chiang Kai-shek, Susan B. Anthony, Joan of Arc, Jane Adams, Julia Ward Howe, Helen Keller, Lucretia Mott, Elizabeth Blackwell, Sarah Bernhardt, Amelia Earnhardt, Maria Mitchell, Carrie Chapman Catt, Dolly Madison, Zachajulia, Elizabeth Barrett Browning, Dorothy Dorothea Dix, Nellie Bly, Jenny Lind, and Fanny Burney. And that's not even all of them. So many queens. They were amazing. I, I would have, I like want to collect Wonder Woman just for those. Just for those. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. They'd be hella expensive at this point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But that was one of my favorite parts. Well, I don't even know what we call this fucking part. No, that was for, do we like Marston? Oh, Okay. I have one, I will say, I'll read you a quick, quick rundown yeah. of what yeah. I wrote. Okay. Um, this book is, page 28. This book is doing a great job of making me hate old white men from Harvard. 36. I had no idea he invented the lie detector test. We already covered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 116. This whole Marston and Olive thing seems icky. Is that just me? 131. Right now, I don't much like Marston. <laughs> 141. 
Hi, I had no idea that the guy behind Wonder Woman worked in classic Hollywood. 142. Yo! Fuck this killer guy! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Also, I have to say I like the way that Jill ends her chapters. We talked about that. Uh-huh. Um, he had a tendency to, like, just fake his results. Like, just fudge just a little bit. Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, 180, I'm starting to wonder, did Marston actually come up with the idea for Wonder Woman? It seems it wasn't an altogether original idea. No, because doesn't Holloway say it was hers? Or is it well, Olive? Uh, I mean, considering the fact that, like, he pulls her entire backstory from stories that already existed. But, he's the one that pulled them together. Yeah. Right? If anyone could have done it, but he's the one that did. I know, but it is what it is. Right now, I just want you to know our score sheet is... <laughs> two con, one pro, one omit. Okay. Um, everything else I have... Okay, wait. Um, 263, I just wrote this page make me angry, and I don't know what that means or what it's referring to. I didn't know that he had left. Yeah. Um, and then 314, which you don't have this, but in the after... Or in the... Yeah, the afterward, apparently he wrote descriptions for the petty girls. 213? Who were basically, like, pinup girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so... People like Miss She-Wolf, Miss Paddywhack, who liked to be spanked, Miss Bashful, Miss Clinging Vine, Miss Chummy Bunny, a clear predecessor of Hugh Hefner's Playboy Bunny, Miss Pixie, Miss Wrong Number, um, Marston described at least 16 during the same, very same years that he was writing Wonder Woman. They're like a league of soft porn superheroes. Okay, but I can't, f- oh, you're not done, I'm so sorry. I want to read you a little bit about okay. his, like, descriptions of them. Okay. Miss Elusive wears a pink negligee whose purple strap has slid down her arm. Okay, this is his quote. Miss Elusive is afraid of love. A secret fear of men and moments amorous was implanted in her submissive subconsciousness during childhood or early adolescence, perhaps by inhibiting instruction or maybe by shocking experience. Miss Heart Snatcher for a Valentine's issue wears nothing but a see-through baby doll and it clutches a bag of chocolates to her chest. Marston says... You're a fascinating, clever, yet frankly ruthless manhuntress, my heart-enslaving young friend. Miss Bewitching in a black witch's hat for Halloween. You keep a private person, the more bewitched prisoners, the merrier... I'm sorry. You keep a private prison. The more bewitched prisoners, the merrier amusement for their bewitching captorists. There's more, but I feel like that gives you the gist. I think my immediate thoughts... It just thoughts, made me feel icky! The, it makes me feel icky... But then I have to remember who he is. He teaches the psychology of sexuality. Mm-hmm. He studies sexual arousal, and nothing that he says is false. Yeah. It sucks that it's I one know. right after, like, bang, bang, but, like, I, that's, that's okay for me. Yeah. That's okay for me. And I will say, um, let me read you just, like, my last little bit about, um, I said, I feel, oh, oh, there's a Rogers and Hart musical. Did you know this? Certainly didn't. It's in the book. I looked it up. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, it's wild. Okay. <laughs> so we'll watch it later? I didn't watch it, but I listened to, like, a few, like, yeah. the beginning of a few of the songs. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding? For for reference, Rogers is the same Rogers of Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah. So the guy who wrote Oklahoma, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote um, Sound of Music, I believe, is a Rogers yes, and Hammerstein. Ooh, excuse me. Um, 
before he partnered with Hammerstein, he partnered with a guy named Hart. Um, and when I was in college, as a music major, we did an entire show of Rogers and Hart music. So, like, the fact that I didn't know this existed, just, what? Uh, it was wild. Um, okay, I literally wrote, Rogers and Hart had a musical about Wonder Woman, lots of random letters. I listened to some of it, and wow, just wow. So, go listen to it later. Um, but, back to what we were talking about. Um... I feel a strange connection to Wonder Woman even more so because of the AOPI connection and also because of the fact that, like, Marston caught polio as an adult. Yeah, I thought of, yeah. Yeah, because my mom had polio. Yeah, I thought of your mom immediately. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Um, my mom contracted polio as a child, and so it's kind of always been a part of my life, and these connections make it hard for me to, like, truly criticize him and truly criticize, like, his life. Because I know it was unorthodox and, like, seemingly, like, he was kind of an arrogant dude. But, like, because I see so much of myself in this story, it's really hard for me to have, like, well, an unbiased my, my overall opinion of Marston, to answer your question directly, is that he's a good guy with icky behaviors. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good guy. I think he did more good than his icky behaviors did bad. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. You know, I definitely think that, like... He has some icky behaviors, and I wonder if those icky behaviors would be around if he, like, lived today, you know? But I also don't think he would have thought to create Wonder Woman if he lived today. I think he lived in the exact generation he was supposed to to create Wonder Woman. Yes, which meant that he had some of the side effects of that culture. Yeah, and those are his... It's just strange he calls himself as... He calls himself a feminist, and I think he is in many ways, and he also is... I think he was at the time. I think he also has some sexist overtones that he doesn't realize are sexist because he's a scientist. And scientists see data, they don't see people. Yeah. And it's hard to differentiate between the two. Right. Right. That doesn't make him a bad or a good person. It just, it is. Right. It it is. I agree. Um, I'm sorry. I have two questions for you if you're done with statements. I'm done. I think I'm done with statements. Okay. Um, The only other statement I would say is that, like, I wish I had read more of Wonder Woman before I read the book. I agree. So that I could see more of the parallels. Because I saw, I caught some of them, but, like, I wish that I knew more about her and her story so that I could see, like, where his life fits in. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I was never a comic book reader, and if I was, it was Marvel. It wasn't DC. Yeah, that's where I could have done a bit more research, but I still enjoyed the book overall. Why are you laughing? (laughs) My first question. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready for it. Actually, it's my last question, but I highlighted it, so I want to say it first. Okay. Can you imagine doing your own vaginal exam? (laughs) I mean, listen, we do our own breast exams. I know, but like, with a speculum and all that? Listen, I think- Okay, this is from page 287, and I will give you some context. Um, Page 287, there was a a comic that was released- um, of Wonder Woman, oh, where is it? Um, she says, okay, in July 1973, a one, a women's health collective in Los Angeles featured Wonder Woman wielding a speculum on the cover of a newsletter dedicated to teaching women how to conduct their own vaginal exams. And so she's literally on this cover of Sister Magazine, And she's holding a speculum, and she says, with my speculum, I am strong. I can fight. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) If I knew how how to do that for myself, I would. 
Why leave my house and pay money to go to a doctor who can tell me something that I know how to do myself? My job, my job covers that. So like, why would I not do that? I get to skip work to go have somebody look at my vagina. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that part's not so fun, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't have to pay for it. My job pays for it. So like, why I can wouldn't do it I my, go to a professional? If I can do it myself in the comfort of my home, I would. I'm very comfortable with myself and like doing shit that needs to get done. So I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but I also wouldn't know what to look for. Well, that's so why like, she's going to teach you. I, yeah, but I don't want to learn from Wonder Woman. I want to learn from, like, a doctor. Well, I think that was that was supposed to be the parallels that, like, you can do it. You took this too seriously. I just thought it was a funny well, thing. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, okay, my other questions. One was, do we like Marston? See above. We already talked about that. Good guy bad qualities. Yep. It's cool. Um, I have one note from page 310 that just says Liddy Titty. <laughs> What's the context? <laughs> it's definitely in the afterword that you don't have. Damn it! Um, it says, um, oh god, um, a friend wrote an ode to William Marston. It begins, in the city of Rye lives a wonderful guy, Bill Marston, the sav- uh, savant and wit, the women all vie for a glance from his eye, whether he's sober or lit. Liddy Titty! Liddy Titty! <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, yeah, at this point, it was like 12.30 last <laughs> night because I forgot to read the afterword uh-huh. until last night. So like, oh, I should finish this book. I was already in bed. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, so I'm reading, I'm reading, and I got to that part. I was like, Liddy Titty, Liddy Titty! Made me laugh. I love it. Super hard. All right, create a superhero. What is their weakness and what is their strength? You have to pick one. <laughs> oh, I'm a little too tipsy for this one. First thing that comes to mind, and you can change your answer later personally to me if you want. What is their... See... What's their, I, what's their I, stand... Okay, maybe it's My not first st- thought is that their strength is their weakness and that their strength is compassion. Maybe their strength isn't their weakness. What's their standout characteristic? Their standout characteristic is honor. That fits in. <laughs> yep, that fits. <laughs> Honor slash integrity, because I would kind of loop those in together. Okay, and then also directly, what's their weakness? Their weakness would be they believe too much in people, like individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Captain America. I just built Captain America. It's <laughs> fine. But I it's, mean, I mean that's it is what it that, is. Those are my values. Yeah. So like that's it I, makes sense that you would draw yeah. a parallel to that though. Yeah. What would you build? Have you thought about this, or are you? Gonna I, w- I told myself I was gonna think of it, and then I wanted to be on. I wanted to make it fair, mm-hmm. so I didn't. I did when I was in the bathroom about thirty seconds ago. To be fair, mm-hmm. I think that their flaw would be their impulsivity. Okay. Because that's it's you. Me. <laughs> um, but I haven't thought about their character, like their standout strong characteristic, and I think it would just be that they're very, they're generalist. They're not a specialist, okay? They know how to do a lot of different things. Interesting. Okay. So that way, no okay. matter what situation they find themselves in, they can either fight their way out of it, talk their way out of it, or figure out their way out of it. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Because that's definitely... It's like not... It's like what I... So the weakness is something I see in myself. I have impulsive tendencies, and their strength is something I wish I had, which was general knowledge. And my knowledge just is very specific. I'm really good at some things and other, like, the Florida school system screwed up for me. I never took a geography class. So I'm terrible at geography. 
don't know anything how to teach myself really? from the news. Yeah. I took, I guess my geography class, sixth grade was geography for me. Never took a geography class, not, not a single one. Interesting. I took two history classes my entire life. So I'm really lacking in certain things because I just wasn't taught them. Mm-hmm. And it's my bad for not learning them in the first place when I've had the internet and time. <laughs> but to be a generalist and to just, like, know things yeah. is a strength for me that I don't have that I would like. So, yeah. like, my ideal superhero is something I have and something I don't. Meanwhile, I know random facts about every random thing you could possibly want to know about, but they're nothing that would make but any difference. that, you don't know that. What if you're in a situation and you need to know... Hi, I'm being held at gunpoint. What is, what do you, how do you refer to a half note in England? Exactly. I would die, <laughs> but you would survive. Um, it, yeah, interesting. Interesting. I actually don't know what a half note in England is. <laughs> so I know we what a quarter note is. A quaver and a semi-quaver and a, a, yeah. a hemi-quaver. That might be a half mm. note. Um, like and then hemi-semi-demi-quaver is a real thing. I don't understand it, but it's fine. Semi-demi? It's like half of a half of a half. Wouldn't that just be an A? Alright, so moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, my questions. I wanted to know how you felt about the representation of early psychology. Um, The idea of Jekyll and Hyde personas, lie detectors, Munsterbergs. um, Just all of it. All of it. Because... And I'll read you my note that kind of sparked this question. Okay. The notion that superhero it's from page 25. The notion that superheroes and their secret identities are parallel to dark... Oh. I wrote this note. It's not a quote. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the notion that superheroes and their se- secret identities are parallel to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is really interesting to me. I don't see their normal people personas as monsters, but I guess if it's public versus private, then that is parallel? Question mark? I just wanted to explore that a little bit. Sure. Um, so let's start with the history of psychology then. Um, is that. <laughs> did I. We need to go back to did that. I, did, I just, did I just pull a Jill Lepore? <laughs> um, well, so I did know that um, psychology was tied with philosophy, but only because that's my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did know that, but that's not very common knowledge. But I mean, think about it. Psychology is the study of the mind and behaviors, and isn't philosophy challenging your behaviors and the way you think? Yeah, for sure. I guess my main question is, like, do you feel like this is an accurate representation of what psychology was like in the beginning? So the beginning of psychology can not be credited. There are many. But Hugo Munzenberg is obviously one of the the, the forefathers of American psychology. Um, Well, actually, he was American-German, but regardless. Um... He, he doesn't talk about a lot in this book, and I wish he was, because the parallels between Marston and Munsterberg is a lot more informative in real life than in the book. I think it probably would have dragged the book on a bit. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question directly, I would say that it touches the surface. So I think it was smart of Marston to... Yes. Right, he always maintained he was a psychologist. No matter what, no matter what job he lost or what jobs he couldn't get, he was like, "I'm a psychologist. I'm a sci- I'm a scientist." And the whole reason he was hired to work in motion pictures was to be a psychologist and to guess what the people, what the American people specifically wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important. Think about movies. Right, we get emotionally attached to them. We get emotionally attached to actors and actresses. And if it was just another humdrum of a story, we wouldn't fucking care. 
I think the difference between now and then is that we have to, we've seen so many movies that we have to, like, push our, our psyche. So I think of, like, Us, I think of Get Out, all the horror movies, like, Inception specifically, I think I wrote that down, really pushes our, our psyche to think yeah, that way. I love back, that movie. So good. Top ten easily for me. But thinking back then and thinking in, the, in those times, the movies he was working on was the inception of that time. Mm. So I think, one, it was important for a psychologist to be on the set and to be in like the board of directors or the decision makers and the voting makers of movies. Do I think it's parallel to actual scientific psychology? I don't. Okay. Um, bounding woman up and... Binding? Yes. <laughs> binding women up and attaching them to lie detectors that measured their pulse it certainly has its place in psychology. I don't think it's very important. <laughs> So I think yeah. his work in motion pictures is more important than his early work as an actual scientist. Okay. Okay. What was I your next question? It. I kind of rattled a bit. No, that's... I could rattle on for hours. Yeah, you just, you I just mean, have to kind of went into it. How do we address the bondage issue? That he was, like, real into bondage. But, like, I mean, we did already kind of talk about this. Like, there is some truth behind it, but... So, you mean sexually or Wonder Woman bondage by a villain? Um, this is from... This stemmed from my notes. <laughs> Page 238. Wait. Did Wonder Woman bring bondage back as a thing? Is that a weird question? So, here... Right. So, <laughs> we talked about, okay, bondage is a kink. Very common kink. Yes. I think that... Marston saw that and knew to, in order to gain, to, to capture some audiences, he was going to have to have the bondage. See, I, I thought he was part of the audience that enjoyed the bondage. Oh, I'm sure he was. So he was like, this is what I like, let me put this in here. And it was also, it was like, this is what I like, and it also happened to fit what other people wanted as well. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, if anything, right, it's, it's, the, it's the classic damsel in distress kind of thing. Where she ends up being her own hero, but you have to have the damsel to begin with. Yeah. I think after a while it's played out. We get it. You're bonded. But that's not to overlook the symbolism of the bondage, which is toxic masculinity and the patriarchy. Toxic masculinity ruins, ruins the, party the party again. again. So I don't think, when you say let's do the bondage issue, I don't think it's an issue. Okay. I just know that they, Jill Lepore poses it as... I mean, okay, I will say that I think she does a very good job of being unbiased, mm -hmm. um, but I will say that she definitely kind of poses it as a juxtaposition to to Wonder Woman's virtues. Well, she know? talks about, too, how there was an outcry with, this isn't safe for our kids, our kids shouldn't be reading this. Okay, do you want your kids to, uh, to read about being bonded and breaking free or being shot in the head with a gun? Like, you get to choose. You do? They literally talk about that. Yeah. Well, Obviously, and then we also go into a real-life issue where a bunch of neighborhood kids tied up this girl because they read it in Wonder Woman. It's one of those things yeah. where, you know how they did the study, does comic books cause aggression? It, it's same video games, games cause same, Exactly. Same yeah. thing with video games. They don't! You're just bad at raising your kids. Next question. <laughs> like, next fucking question. I should not have taken a sip. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that. I should have waited. Woo! Okay. Um, that's kind of it for me. The other question I had was, are comics fascist? <laughs> what do you think? I'm curious. Before I tell you mine. No. I I, I, so. I, I agree. Um, from my notes, page 184, I wrote, Giggling because the idea of comics being fascist sounds so ridiculous, but maybe it ought to be considered. I don't think they are. 
it has to be considered well you can consider it in this time reading those comics and then in that time reading those yeah. comics. Yeah. I mean, especially considering the fact that she came out around the time of like World War Two, fascism. Yeah. It was a thing. You gotta consider it. But like right it's now, just a hard gnaw. Like it's not even up for discussion in my no. opinion. But exactly. That's why I left it for last. Because yeah. it's like I don't really think this warrants a real discussion, but right. it it definitely occurred to it me. It came up a lot in the books, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all my questions. I have one final question, and it involves the new Wonder Woman movie. Yes! Well, new. It came yes! Out Gal Gadot! Chris Pine! My love! Yes. Not really, so but then. like, the first time I saw him, he yeah. was, I gotta tell you, the first time I saw him was as Prince Charming in the second Princess Diaries yes! movie, and yes! so I always think of him Every as, time. like, Prince Charming, Every no time. matter what movie he's Every in. Time. Those those movies are quality. Yeah. Aren't they're they coming great. out with, like, a fourth one? I hope to God I've heard are. that they were. My question is, do you think that Marston slash Holloway slash Olive would be pleased with the 2017 movie? That's a good question. That was in 2017? That's what the Wikipedia page said. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would say that's a hard question. It is. But also, I think if they knew where feminism was now, they might not think it radical enough. You know? Yeah, I could, I, I can see that. Absolutely. I think they probably would have wanted them to take it farther. I don't think they wanted, would have wanted to play up the romance between Correct. Diana Prince and yeah. Steve Rogers quite so much. Um, I think it was what we needed. I probably could have gone a couple more steps towards the radical and, like, still gotten away with it. Um, but I definitely think that they would have wanted it to go that way. I do think it could have been a bit more extreme if that's what you were going for, but if you're trying to stick with the original story of Wonder Woman and changing a few details for the entertainment business in 2017, I think it did a good job of that. I think it did a great job. And honestly, it just needed to garner an audience. And it fucking did. And it did. You know? Like, they did. I am Gal Gadot! No, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. We decided... I'm know, Captain Marvel. You're Captain Marvel. But I'm not Gal Gadot either. No, I'm, no one I'm Wanda... Whatever. What's her name? Not Sykes. This girl. Who's Wanda Sykes? <laughs> She's like a talk show host. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Scarlet. Scarlet Witch. But her like civilian name is Wanda something. Yeah. And it's like something Russian and I don't remember. It to right be now. honest, if anyone's going to be Wonder Woman, I kind of think it's Sarah. I think Sarah would be Wonder Sarah, Woman. Sarah, you're Wonder Woman. It's the Korean. Wait, I'm curious to think why you, why am I Captain Marvel? Um, for me, it's, it's the additional, like, armed forces aspect. Boom! But I, I mean, I, I know, get it, but, like, I get you it. have her backstory. Yeah, I You do. know, and so you're, like, you're more of a badass than Wonder Woman is. I think Captain Marvel's more like, fight me, bitch, you know? <laughs> and, like, and Wonder Woman's like, I will stand in your way because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And Captain Marvel's like, fight me, bitch! <laughs> That's kind of you true. know like and right, that's kind of true. That's yeah. why I see you more as Captain Marvel than, Mar- than Wonder Woman. That's fair. That's fair. I'm I am what's your face because I'm Scottish. ruled by emotions. Like you <laughs> cancer you. <laughs> that's not a bad thing though. No, honestly. well, and it's it's, it's the just most a pure thing. thing. It's just a thing. You know, I'm ruled by how I feel, and you know that's how I make my decisions. And I mean, your life has been great. So far. You make good decisions, so it works for you. So far. <laughs> so, um, 
which Jackie would be Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. What do you think of this wine you've been drinking? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm quite enjoying it. It's very easy to drink. I'm only about oh, a little over halfway through, which is weird for me because I'm a, I, I'm a heavy drinker. I'm maybe like We're the three-fifths same. of the way through. Oh my gosh. You're I've drinking had more. more than me. I haven't eaten dinner. Oh, that's true. I did eat. Guys! We have a new book. And it's going to be a fan favorite, I think. I hope so. And I'm personally going to relate it to the movie a lot because it's a Heck classic. Yes, absolutely. Guys, it's The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. We're so excited. It's going to be great. can't wait. I'm going to do a much better job of reading like throughout the whole month of May instead of like the end. I'm of starting May. tomorrow. <laughs> I already ordered the book. Um, by the way, we've been ordering our books through Thrift Books. Which Please. Is awesome. Good God. Um, super great way to get some cheap books like New Condition. Sometimes they are in New Condition. You can choose between, you know, it's like, like the Amazon conditions, but better because it's not multi-billion dollar Amazon. It's like uh-huh. good, very good, excellent, like new and new. Yes. You, I bought, I always buy, because you have to pay like, at least ten dollars to get free shipping. I always, I'll always pay ten dollars to get the free shipping, and I get three to four books. Mm-hmm. You can't go to like I love Barnes Noble and I love classic bookshops, like local bookshops. In I love town. local bookshops, but you can't Can get I three local bookshops. Listen, I don't question. Local bookshops, <laughs> but you can't get three books for ten dollars anywhere else. Thrift books. We will post our codes so yes. you can get a discount, and we're gonna get a discount. And we're gonna work together. Yes, heck yeah. We're not actually sponsored by them right now. No, we're not. But, like, I don't even be. care. I love them so much that yeah. I will do this regardless. Yeah, I would do this regardless. Shout out to Solomon, who showed them to me in the first place. Yes. Great job. Thanks. Order your books through thr- Thrift Books. We're going to be reading um, The Princess Bride, which is one of my family's absolute favorite movies. Jackie asked me the other day if I had any movies mm-hmm. that I would say that everybody has to watch, and that would be one of them for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Um. It's just such a classic. Inconceivable! <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody want to be it? <laughs> my name is Nigga Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I'm so excited to it's see gonna how be it prepares. So, um, definitely tune in with that. Um, we'll be bringing you some poetry, some lyrics in the mm. meantime. Um, we love you. <laughs> We appreciate you. Make sure you get started on the book, finish early, and send us your thoughts, and we'll read them on air. Nobody has done that in the five months we've been doing this podcast, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, we would really love to hear your thoughts. Um, we, Chrissy and I often have the similar thoughts, because we're, we're very similar people, so to have different thoughts would be fun. It would be great would be to fun. have some devil's advocates up in here, so... Give us your devil's advocates. Be the devil, Okay. <laughs> Give me a break. I can't do it all day. (laughs) Um, We love you. We really love doing this podcast. It's such a nice break from, like, the rest of our lives. Um, It's, like, one of those things that I have to put my calendar that takes up my time, but that I don't fucking care what's going on in my life. I will make time. I literally read the entire book yesterday. (laughs) Okay? Not the entire book. She was on, like, chapter 16. But, you know. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, it... It takes up my time, but I like doing it. You know, it doesn't feel like a chore. And it's a really good idea if one of your goals, either for the new year or for the half year, is to start reading more books. We feel like we give you a lot of 
good suggestions and a lot of times and a community to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So let us know. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Read those vines. Do the thing. Do Patreon, the thing. Give us your money. Please. Yeah, I guess that's it, right? That's it. Okay. Okay. This is fun. I'm so glad. Pick up the Princess Bride and we will see you next time. Yeah. What? We're drinking straight from the bottle. Oh my god. <laughs> We've hit the point. I can't. It does look like Voss. That's, that's why I bought it. I'm just giggling. Because, you know. <laughs> <laughs>